And now, NAI Pop presents a unique show where two dads talk about the topics that interest them. Sports, wrestling, and a splash of pop culture information to help them survive in a world of wives and kids. Now, please welcome your hosts, professional wrestler and new dad, Scotty Slade, and retired executive and seasoned dad, Jamie Jamikowski. Welcome to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while since you've heard my voice, but I'm back here at the New Age Insiders Network. And guys, we did the inside perspective, but we wanted something more. The wrestling fans, it's not always about wrestling. What? Sometimes it's just about pop culture. No way, dude. Sometimes it's about comic books. Sometimes about movies. Sometimes about sports. Sometimes about everything under the sun. Is it ever about friendship? Sometimes. What the heck? And speaking of friendship... Nobody can do this on their own. And Jason, usually it's you and I, but we're bringing on somebody else. Oh, is it uh, Brian Fury? No. Uh, is it uh, Warbeard Hanson? No. Donovan Dijak? No, but somebody- Batman? Oh, you're getting close. Okay. Uh, Nightwing? No. It's none other than the owner of Chaotic Wrestling, temporarily, Jamie Jamikowski. Oh, Jamie- that's cool. that's cool, too. Welcome to our show, For the Pops. Da-da, da-da, well, da-da, da-da. Wow, who invited you, Jason? Okay, no, <laughs> wow. no one ever does. You know, I need no to review my uh, my NAA Pop Network uh, contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we had outlined uh, a few people who, who shouldn't be joining us on the For the Pops podcast, but oh. I'm happy to be here with you, Scotty. I sleep Thank under you. the table no. now. I sleep under the table now. You can't get rid of me. I always be here. But yeah, just like Jamie hinted, this is going to be a show that we kind of meet. It's going to be bi-weekly. We're going to try to bring on multiple guests. They're going to kind of be like our third co-host. Wow. You know, play the role of Jason Maltoff. You know oh, what I mean? Excellent. I like that a lot. And I'm only be here temporarily, so it's uh, no all eyes on Jamie. So no pressure or anything. No, no, but all your, ears, ears. You're all ears. ears. Well, we are filming, so you we're somewhere. Well, there's listen. A, there's a listen, camera somewhere in our pockets. It's it's right here. The it's government is always watching. But yeah, Jamie, the for the pops, I'm really excited for the show and yeah first of all thanks to uh thanks to scotty for actually reaching out and asking me to be involved in this i you know i was a big fan of the of your previous podcast and now i'm so happy that we're launching something new and something a little different obviously jason thanks to you uh liam and bill the new age insiders have been a guest on your show a few times so i'm really thrilled to be a part of officially a part of the network you know i've kind of been i've kind of been a fill-in guy i've been like you know joan rivers on the tonight show occasionally coming in to be a guest for you guys but i'm really happy to be a regular part of the network and and Slade, you and I, we've known each other for a while. I think uh, in the realm of chaotic wrestling, we've always gotten along and we have a lot of similar well, interests. Later on, I mean, not at the beginning. Well, no, at the I beginning, was on thin ice. You really were. You really were. Because um, what did you do to piss me off? Well, what was the list of things you did? To I piss can me tell off? you the last thing I did to piss you off. Oh, all right. What was I, it? I don't remember the movie it was, but I tried to set up people wanting to go see a movie after chaotic show and jamie lost his mind because i was so new to the company he's like yeah let's just skip ring crew and go straight to the movies well no because obviously the ring takes itself down and 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 goes to a warehouse (laughs) you know we have a magic truck that's how i kept chaotic in business for 17 years i had a magic truck that broke down a ring and brought it back to the warehouse did you try to trick jamie by going to organize seeing the movie the ring (laughs) <laughs> no okay because no, that didn't. could have been a very different kind of ring crew it just would have been i wish i could remember the movie it, been it the was something that big enough the... that i wanted to see an opening it was a midnight showing we would have made it in time and got the ring down when did you uh when did you come on board with chaotic oh boy what do you mean you don't know well, for a lot of people this is like ingrained in their memory no. this is a, a point of pride in their career no some and people you, have you can't remember i can actually remember when i sent you the email saying i didn't want to ref anymore i remember that one when uh that was right before cold fury the 10. I bet you Chase Del Monte was in the main event. 
No, no that you know, was... I'm, I'm a little offended that, that Scotty doesn't remember some of his, you know, the bigger moments. Like, yeah, I remember all of his. I remember when he won the tag team championships. You know, I remember when he first kind of debuted with Mark Sherman. I remember when he was in the match where Sonny was a special guest yeah, referee. Yeah. He remember, you know. All of his mixed tag endeavors, I think, that you remember right off the top of your head yeah. comes right at, to mind. At this point, I'm, hopefully Bill plays uh, audio from another uh, show where he doesn't remember at all. Yeah, well, we only, we do have access to that footage. But although, Technically, we although speaking of that other show... We are one half of the way through that bet you made with Brian Malonis. That's right. We have a standing bet with Brian Malonis that he said, Scotty Slade and I would not produce two episodes of For the Pops podcast wow. before the end of the year. But well, what, you are one half of the way there. What was it on the line? I can't remember. He said he was going to do something. He has to buy his dinner. Oh, that's what he said. Oh, yes. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> what he tried to do was he, he said he would work for free for his last chaotic wrestling appearance. And I kiboshed that. Um, that was a terrible bet, but I said, you know, if we do it, he has to buy yeah, his dinner. Joke's on him. You're not paying him for the last exactly. yeah, That's show. right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not paying anybody. That's for That's gonna that be show. the biggest rib that night when I hand out the last <laughs> set of checks at intermission. Yeah, here they are, guys. I want to give them to you early, and I'm out the door. Yeah, well, people loved the inside perspective with Scotty Slade, and it's because he's got uh, not just an awesome inside look at pro wrestling because he's a pro wrestler. And uh, Jamie, anytime that you've been on, whether it be um, NAI Pod or anything that we've done um, in addition and in lieu of the traditional show, people have loved you because uh, not just because you know what you talk about with wrestling, but because you clearly have personalities and interests outside the world of wrestling themselves, comic books. Uh, Scotty Slade is heavily motivated by comic books. Jamie Jamikowski, if you go to his office, it's basically like Batman exploded in there. So I'm really interested and I know a lot of people are to hear your takes on music and TV and movies and all sorts of fun stuff and yeah, the show is going to be a lot of fun yeah I mean don't get me wrong I mean wrestling is a huge part in all you know everybody that we know our lives mm-hmm. but at the same time like there's more stuff that goes on I mean we, we were upstairs with you guys and we were talking everything but wrestling at one point so. I know and butt wrestling is my favorite thing <laughs> okay and what a way to start <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the neatest thing for me is is I, I really enjoy spending time with Sky Slade now because there's a, a new addition in his life. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you're a new dad. I am. A dad of a daughter. I'm yeah, And you're a dad of a daughter. Uh, but my I have a 14-year-old daughter. Which is the age that I'm, I'm worrying about. As you should be. It's miserable. Um, you know, my daughter, she's, she's great. Um, big fan of um, nothing that I like. But she's actually she's a big, she, she likes comic books and she's kind of into all that stuff and uh, just a matter of you know what day what hour do you catch her and what mood so this is the kind of stuff you have to look forward to. But you're you're hitting she's hitting the age where uh, creeps are going to have to uh, keep your eye out for. I'm going to tell you my favorite story about my daughter. So this had to be around fifth grade, and there were some problems at my daughter's school where with bullying. And my daughter's fortunate enough that she kind of floats between groups. You know, she's she's popular, but she kind of hung out with, you know, like I said, she's, she's kind of like me. She's a bit of a nerd at the same time with comic books and all of that stuff. So there was some bullying going on, and I voiced something about it on Facebook. And the one person who texted me was Scotty Slade, and he said, hey, I got an idea. If somebody's causing your daughter problems, get me one of the school uniforms. I'll go undercover. I'll shave off my goatee. I'm about the same size as a fifth grader. I'll go undercover and take care of business. Please tell me you did that. So no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't allow me to. I was ready. Listen, don't get me wrong. I look like I'm 12 as it is. But once this goatee goes, I don't get in anywhere. I'm not even allowed in PG-13 movies. Really? Yeah. This sunken chin. You kidding me? I would have just the expose <laughs> of watching you just get in line with the kids getting off the bus. And hey, just you having chicken in. nuggets too? <laughs> hey, who's who's pushing around the Jamikowski girl? <laughs> But, made but, an extra sloppy for you. But the fact that he even offered, we licking like, frogs around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Scotty. I don't think Scotty realizes this. It's like I've I've owed him ever since that day. It's like a mafia movie. You know, you were 
willing to do that for me. So now it's like, okay, you know, there's like some, there's like a blood oath now where. Well, to be fair, the only time I feel strong is when I intimidate fifth graders. So I mean, it's just See, right. But in my that would have been my favorite thing because I'm so used to seeing Jamie like try to ha- like try to hang on to like pop culture, like try to you know distantly reach for the pulse of what's going on and wind up being a cornball about it. I would have paid. <laughs> I would have paid such. I'm gonna just sub- I would have paid insult. The- <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I would have paid such good money to watch you go in there and try to be like a modern 12-year-old. Yes, yeah, skinny hey, jeans. Kids, you kids fill your trapper keeper with pogs. Got some slammers, am I right? Oh, I, man. I would, I, <laughs> That's dope, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you guys listen to those backstreet sinks? What is it, the Direction Boys? You guys liking the Direction oh, Boys? Oh, man. So this as- is some 98 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So, as Slade mentioned, we will have a rotating group of uh, hosts <laughs> each week. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward. We'll be introducing to, introducing them to you over the next few episodes. So it won't always be one appearance. Jason here. I appreciate the airtime. No, what no. do you mean? I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Stop. No, by the end of it, you'll be sick of me. Uh, the, we, the end? <laughs> uh, I am not even yet begun to pun, by the way. So, I mean, just you keep, the, keep the puns coming. You're asking for it. What do we got first to talk about? Because I'm really excited to jump in, and what do you have in mind? It's your show, so you let me know what we're here to talk about while I get replaced by the minute. We know, as as Slade mentioned, the whole goal of our podcast, we're going to cover a whole lot of topics. You know, we'll cover some wrestling, we'll cover some sports, we're going to cover a whole lot of pop culture. We're going to help dads and guys and everybody out there listening kind of wade their way through this wonderful world of all our different interests. But uh, So what we're going to do is, I think what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's hot in pop culture, and we have uh, some questions and some comments of what's going on right now in the world of pop news. But let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with For the Pops Podcast. What's up, neighborhood? This is Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez, and I'm so excited to announce that beginning on October 4th on the new NAI Pop Network, I will be bringing my new 30-minute music podcast, Songs for the Moment, for your beautiful ears. I am so ecstatic, and I want to thank the new agent Zaius for giving me a chance with this new show, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what we have to bring to the table. Now, Songs for the Moment is a 30-minute weekly look inside the minds of everyday people like you and I and the stories they have attached to their favorite songs. Now, each week, five songs will be brought to the table, and either a guest or yours truly will be talking about those moments that they've experienced in life and the music that they have attached to those moments. Now, you'll get stories like this. I almost ran over Colin Farrell. Yes, the actor, Colin Farrell in the Hollywood Hills, after coming home from buying a record player to spin my newest record I got, and that was Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. And believe it or not, the song that was playing in the car at the time when I almost ran over a celebrity was Born to Run because I ended up putting the CD in because I own the CD version of it. So those are the kind of stories you might be hearing each and every week on the show. Now, the best part about this is after each and every episode, you can head over to songspodcast.com and listen to five of the songs we talked about on the show via a awesome exclusive playlist brought to you by Spotify. Uh, and there'll be extra songs on there by the bands that we discussed, you know, just for fun. So you can follow the show at Songs Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter if you haven't already at Who Is G Rod, and be sure to tune in each and every week beginning on October fourth on the NAI Pop Network for songs for the moment because every moment has a soundtrack. You know the New Age Size Wrestling Show is the premier place for wrestling fans to connect, discuss, and to be heard. But what if we told you that there's also a show for fans of all kinds to do the same? That show is Late Night Liam. Show hosted by myself, Liam Stryker. And me, Bill Neville. 
Join us immediately following NAI Pod every Wednesday as we dive into pop culture, sports, current events, and more. Can't listen live? No worries. Late Night Liam can be downloaded on demand exclusively on the NAI Network channel. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, and all podcast platforms. Once again, join Late Night Liam live every Wednesday following NAI Pod. When you and fans of all kinds can connect, discuss, and be heard. Welcome back to For the Pops Podcast. I'm Jamie J. McCuskey, and I'm here with my co-host, Scotty Slade, and our guest host for the week, the New Age Insider's very own Jason Maltov. Yay! I feel like I'm on borrowed time, but I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited. Stop! (laughs) Ronnie, stop! Did anybody watch Jersey Shore? Is that just me? Everyone, everybody, it's the best bad TV in the whole wide world. And if you watch Jersey Shore, you'd know exactly what that means. Talking about current. Ronnie, stop! That's from Jersey Shore. And you either get it or you don't, and you guys don't. That's the look of two people that don't get the joke. So I'm just going to move on. No, that's because we're male and over the age of 15. Okay, wait a minute. If if I get one more text from you that's you taking a picture of your radio anytime Tiffany is on... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, and then you're going to throw being an adult male in my face. Jersey Shore is a... Is, it's. I a, was there for the Tiffany Mall tour. It's like a social experiment of terrible people doing terrible things. It's just amazing. It's almost like sit down and don't be the people that you're looking at. Why do you have to drag Tiffany into this? <laughs> what did she ever do to you? I don't know. But we are not alone now. We are joined by the entire NAI hood. It's very excited to be here on NAI Pop, I'm sure. So, Slade, I think the biggest news coming out of pop culture this week was uh, we had two... Huge movie trailers get released, I think, oh, it was over the weekend. So huge. Huge. And, uh, huge. I, and I think, uh, you know, we're equally excited about them, or I want to be equally excited about both what, of them, what do you mean? but I can't. What? Oh, wait I can't. a minute. I didn't know this. Were you throwing a curveball at me? What do you mean? Well, let's, look, fine. We'll, we'll go ahead. You, you keep going. Well, let's start with the one that I, I wish. I so wish I could be excited for this movie. Uh, Jason mentioned it earlier, and you all know, I'm a bit of a Batman fan. I'm a huge comic book fan. Uh, some of you have seen the whole comic book collection with all the stuff and the extras and the posters and the figurines that I have. I tend to be more of a DC comic fan. And then we saw the trailer for Justice League. Stop. Look, I want to like this movie. And now, Jason, I'm actually appealing to you. I want to like the movie. Believe me, more than... I want it to like Superman... Versus Batman, or Batman versus Superman, or everybody against anything good. But or, or everybody loves Martha. Everybody loves Martha, because <laughs> every superhero's parent's name should be Martha. They all are. In the 50s, we had five names to choose from. So it was going to be either like Martha or Evelyn or something like that, or like Marguerite, or names that we just don't have anymore. So now the Justice League movie is coming out. I believe it's November 16th, if I remember correctly. Just said November, I believe, in the trailers. Just Did like, it? Boom, November. November. So it's coming out in November. And this is DC's attempt to create their own cinematic universe mm-hmm. where they've brought together <laughs> yeah! They've brought together the entire Justice League <laughs> where we've got Batman and Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, and we believe Superman will be returning as well from the dead. That's fine. That just means he's going to be out of the movie for 90% of the time, making this movie a must-watch. It's going to be a great movie. I could not disagree more. Oh, my. Why? What? It, what? Besides the Wonder Woman movie, 
Okay. Which had nobody else involved from the DC Cinematic Universe. You're hanging your hat on this one. Yep. Because it was a good movie. Right. Wait, Great I'll, movie. I'll agree with you. Okay. Good. So far, so good. Yep. Besides that, okay. what evidence do you have that DC Comics can, can, can create a good cinematic universe movie. All right, so let's let's play off of that. You said Wonder Woman was very good, correct? It was great. Great, all right. One of my you, top five origin movies. Top five origin movies. Okay, Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman is in this film. So the best part of Batman versus Superman was Batman. The worst part about Batman versus Superman was Superman. So they remove Superman. You take a great movie, Jamie's words, not mine. You get Wonder Woman, put them together. Now you're adding even more... So far, they're taking the best from this universe, and they're going forward with it. Here's why I'm a little hesitant, okay, um, to kind of build off at Jamie's point. So, Superman, right? We have, in a world where graphics and everything at our disposal is better than ever, right? We have yet to make a Superman movie that's better than any of the ones from, like, the 1970s. They're just not, they're just not great. They're not terrible, but they're, they're just not great. And so if we are yet to nail Superman, a very popular character, a character with the potential of all this fun, what hope do we have that they're going to nail Cyborg and Aquaman? Why not? Because why? I think you, I think the problem to, is the I, problem is that Superman in itself, right? Yeah. is a very difficult character to connect with people in general, right? Sure. Even in the comics, the only way you connected Superman was his relationship with Lois Lane. That was the only sympathy you could have. This guy is immortal, okay? Let's just get, I mean... See, but I think in the social climate we have today, it's never easier to tell a story about an outsider coming to America, trying to fit in and, in fact, making it a better place. That's the story of Superman, and it's the easiest immigration story in the world, and we still just can't tell it. But you can't have credible villains. You're not worried that he's going to, like, die. Nothing, sure, right? Yeah, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, even in the comics, there was a whole series where he walked across America to try to be like the people. So he wasn't flying around. Right. Superman's character in himself is just a very difficult thing to get across on screen. Mm-hmm. I think they did it great back in the day. I think it was just I think it was just a combination of a lot of stuff. There wasn't much competition for comic book movies. Right. It was uh, expectations were lower. And even throughout those movies, it was you're always worrying about the people around him and not so much him. They weren't able to do that. With even the the what was it that one off that they did? Oh, I Superman can't. Returns. Yeah, like that one with the they shoot him in the eye. Yes. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey's a surprisingly good Lex Luthor. I don't even know if it's a good Lex Luthor, but it was a good character. Yeah, I, I have a great Superman Returns story. Hit me. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. We, Bill, we're gonna have to create something. You know, a, a Jamie pompous sto- story warning uh, alert at some point <laughs> because here we go. So <laughs> I've just flown into Paris. I uh, took a red eye into Paris. Geez. Right away. And red eye. Tough life. I chartered a jet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that pompous. So we had taken Air France first class and we fly into and we fly into we fly into Paris and we're we staying in our hotel. I bought all the seats. And unfortunately because it was an overnight flight and it was um my my parents, it was my parents, my wife and I, my, my daughter and our and our and our nanny. We're we, staying at the Louvre. We all went in, and unfortunately, out the Eiffel Tower. Um, because we had rented an entire floor at the hotel, we all of the rooms weren't ready yet. So they said, you know, you can't you can't go to your rooms yet. So they asked us to go wait in the garden. So we go wait in the garden, and at the time, my daughter was about three years old. She's running around in her little Cinderella PJs, and we're all jet lagged. We're all sitting there, and all of a sudden, I say, "Oh look, there's Superman." And my whole family starts giving me crap. They're like, "Oh yeah, go put on your bat suit." I'm like, "No, seriously." <laughs> There's the guy that's playing Superman in the new movie. The European premiere of Superman Returns was that night, and that's they were doing cool. the press conference that's in cool. the garden. 
So now the best part is all the foreign press are there, and they're starting to gather on these stars. Well, we're guests at the hotel. They can't ask us to move. So next thing you know, we kind of see our daughter go skittering off, and uh, my wife's wife's like, you go get her. So I go to start, and there's a gentleman kind of kneeling down, joking around and playing with our daughter. It was Lex Luthor, Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we kind of we were at the uh, European premiere of Superman Returns. So that's my favorite Superman movie because you know I'm kind of part of the cast. <laughs> the way I look at it, you yeah. know, I, I gave Kevin Spacey some tips on how to play a, a pompous <laughs> billionaire uh, who wants to take over the world. And they couldn't see him, so they grabbed the real Lumiere for light. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so Slade, wait a minute. Getting back to Justice League and my pompous stories aside, hold on. Does this work for a Jamie a pompous drop? Yes, yes, I'm fully on board with this one. Uh, I don't know about that one. So, so Slade, here's my question for you. And here, here's my problem with the, the, the DC movie so far. Okay. I'm going to start at step one. I'm going to lead you into my argument. Okay. In the first, in, in, in Batman Superman, what was that? Dawn of Justice, that was, that was, was that the tagline? Whatever it was. Here's my question. Dawn cuts the grease. Why was everybody so angry? Everybody's angry. Superman was angry, Batman was angry, Wonder Woman was a little angry, Doomsday was angry. Everybody was angry. The, the core tenant of the DC universe. Yeah, I love it when are, I watch movies and everybody's just hand in hand, just skipping the, around the through DC, the flowers. The D, no, no, the, 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 the core tenant of the DC trinity, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, right? Yep. Batman's angry, right? Superman, he is the dead. ultimate Boy Scout, right? He, he represents... All, all, you know, uh, the, the, he's a big. Uh, he represents hope and justice and truth, and just the American way. Mm-hmm. Then you have Wonder Woman's kind of a cross between the two, right? She, she, Superman's just coming off killing somebody, you know? right? Well, exactly, because really, really depressed by it. So he's, so he's angry. Batman. Like everybody in there's angry, and apparently in the DC universe, they haven't invented bright colors yet. Well, you're okay. So it's two. That's two layers deep. On the one hand, you're right because. Batman's anger was justified. They actually did a pretty good job of showing that Superman took out one of Wayne Enterprises' buildings. I'm fine with Batman being angry. Right, That's his thing. Totally. You're right that it was... I'm pro-Batman. You're right I'm pro-Batman. He should be angry. You're right that Superman was just like, you know what? This guy's a vigilante, and that bothers me like a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. That this guy's a vigilante who's done nothing but help this city, but I hate this. You're right. That's a forced emotion. The the thing that the bigger picture here though is just because it's the all encompass problem. Marvel Comics knows how to have a good time, have deep, rich characters, but not take themselves super duper seriously. And it's weird because Marvel Comics is based in the real world. They're in New York. You know what I mean? Marvel's based in the real world, but everybody's having fun, and these larger-than-life characters know how to not take themselves super-duper seriously. Thor isn't an angry, aggressive guy all the time. Sometimes he likes coffee and smashes the mug, and you get a fun meme, and we have a good time. Even the Hulk, oh, I'm always angry, but I can control it. Bruce Banner's not just always a dickhead, you know what I mean? And DC has yet to figure out how to have a good time with themselves because the Don't most... Don't you worry, no, the Flash is going to no, come in. No, here's my Zip. point. Because the most successful DC movies are Batman and they're all grumpy, so like, everything's got to no, be no, grumpy. No, 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 here's my point. Here's where I'm getting angrier at this trailer and angry at this movie and why I don't think it's going to be very good. So you're as angry so, as the characters. So they heard, so they heard the <laughs> criticism that, yeah, it was too dark. And then, you know, Zack Snyder, it was a family tragedy, Joss Whedon comes in. So watch the trailer. So somebody in there says, you know, we're getting beat up that there's too much darkness in our movies. So we got to lighten it up. So who's getting all the funny throwaway lines in the movie? Flash, right? Batman. Oh, oh. Batman's making jokes. You took the one guy Ugh. who's supposed to be grumpy. 
and you're giving them jokes. What's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah. No. Yeah, the comic you're relief the in that movie should guy. be Flash. And then their the, the backup comedy guy. Oh, what do you mean? Kevin Smith uh, made him uh, write uh, Batman admitting he wet his pants the first <laughs> night he uh, went on duty. Oh, see, I don't like that. Ah, you said duty. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't like that. But, but that's... But, but seriously, so, so see, they, the rich guy can make jokes. So they took... <laughs> so they took... The one guy who's... You are Batman, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> they took the one guy who is supposed to be grumpy, and they're giving him throwaway comedy lines. Right. Well, they just, they don't, uh, so. No, Flash had, well, do you think the trailer of Flash was making jokes too? Because that's their problem. Batman shouldn't. Batman doesn't make jokes. That's his entire thing. Name me me any joke that the comic book Batman has ever ever made. Oh, I was hoping you didn't say comic book because I was going to bust out the bat credit card on you. Basically (laughs) anything Clooney did. I could have thrown right in your face. Uh, But no, that's my commentary on this is just as a whole that they don't know how to they don't know how to have fun. And I think it's because the most successful DC movies have been Batman movies. They have been very dark and ominous in their tone when they're successful, when they went lighthearted and funny or what they thought was lighthearted and funny. It came out as Batman and Robin and everybody went, you, you know, I'm never going to buy a comic book again if you don't apologize for this movie. And then Joel Schumacher did. So but you said earlier, balance. Look at the Wonder Woman movie. Oh, I agree. There was a balance and they had color. What, what was the best scene in the Wonder Woman movie? So wait, but if you've got so much, not to cut you off, so you've got, you're able to defend the Wonder Woman movie, but yes. you've got no faith for Justice League. Zero. I have, I, I'm not like, why are you doing the I'm right, I'm right in the middle between the two of you. You do. You have a very, uh, you have a pout face that radio doesn't do justice. <laughs> <laughs> Short of the one character. I thought character. we were being filmed. Short, yeah, we, are. we are. The Short government's of the one watching. character. I don't think they've shown any track record. Well, they've also done the. They haven't done the formula right because, well, again, another thing that Marvel did so well was they gave us a Thor movie. We got to like Thor. They gave us an Iron Man movie, a Hulk movie. They gave us all these movies, so you knew the characters. You figured out if you liked them or not. There was no questions. Like it's it. You you jumped in but and you knew who they were. These companies are allowed these swing and misses, right? Do you know like, how many comic book like how casual many more misses can DC have? But do you know how many will come ca- on? How how many misses did Marvel have before they finally figured it out? Do I need to bring up the Fantastic Four? Do I need to bring up the Hulk movie where he fought a giant poodle? I, but that's oh, okay. I hate the Angley Hulk movie. I hate it so much. I the, hate it. The fact is, like, people are trying to turn a blind eye to how many terrible movies were out there. And I'm saying you're putting over how great Wonder Woman was, and that's their most recent production. Yeah, but, like, look at how. That had nobody associated in it. Have faith. From- have faith. The Green Lantern was so bad, <laughs> they're not including him in the Justice League, and he's a hugely important character. I don't think so. I think he's going to be in it. The Green Lantern? I do. There was a. In one of the previous trailers, there's a shot of Alfred in the Batcave where he says something like. Oh, uh, you know, Master, Bruce, or he—he he said you'd be here, and the tease was it was Superman. I actually think it's going to be Green Lantern. Okay. Green Lantern. Um, I mean, it, it's it's possible. I think the problem that uh, that I think what they were trying to avoid with this is not to oversaturate with X amount of characters because they saw what Marvel did, right? Yeah. So Marvel took several movies to get to this point, years. Okay, yeah, right. They're trying to cash in. They're trying to get caught up. So. Personally, right? I think they have this idea where they wanted the Justice League movie is what they wanted. Okay, they needed some sort of terrible setup to get there. It was a rush production with Batman versus Superman. Uh-huh. Okay, the plan going forward is all these side movies and the Justice League movie. That's what they wanted. This is what they jumped into. They saw it once the Batman trilogy with Bale ended. They wanted to cash in on this big team aspect. Okay, so this is what they're putting their money towards. Now look at all the other movies, the side movies that they're doing to introduce these characters. Wonder Woman nailed it. If this movie doesn't do well, 
then you'll start to see the effects on all of the spinoffs that they want to do. I genuinely think that Batman vs. Superman was a terrible setup. A terrible setup. Much like The Incredible Hulk was a terrible setup before they started to launch Iron Man 1. The Edward Norton one's good, though. Ugh, I still don't like no. it. Oh, I like nope. that one. Oh, I like that one. It's better than Yang Lee one. I know. Well, Jumped off the Grand Canyon. But now, to, to do a little bit of a segue here, I, I do love the power of, uh, the power of Disney. Oh. Where Disney says, okay, you're going to drop your Justice League trailer? Well, we're going to wait 48 hours, and we're going to drop the Star Wars trailer on the world. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, this is giving me Galaxy far, far there's, away. There's dead silence because we all just need a moment now. Yeah. There's, you can't see it, but the show sheet is scrolling up in yellow font. There's a galactic trade war. No, it was the first one. So, Slade, how, how good was that Star Wars trailer? Jason, do you want to leave the room? No. Okay, so here's my official Hold stance on. on this. Hold on. Before you get into this, uh, I fully endorse what Jason's about to say I love that. because I treat my life the same way. Brian Fury, who's probably going to listen and send a text the day after this airs, will agree. Scotty and I have the same philosophy. The purpose of a trailer is to entice you to see the movie. You got me. We have purchased the tickets to the movie. We are going to the movie. I'm going to the movie. So I don't need to see the trailer. I'd like to have less be more and be surprised about some things like you know I've, I said this to you guys off the air they ruined the payoff of Terminator Genesis in the in the trailer so I don't need to see that I'm sure there's going to be Imperial walkers and lightsabers you got me I'm gonna go uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm already gonna go but you guys feel free to talk about whatever because it I'm not one of those like spoiler alert no it's public information if I choose to not process it that's on me not you my big takeaway so from from the new, my big takeaway from the new trailer was Snoke was revealed as Princess Leia uh, no, my Jar Jar. Fa- Jar Jar. I love that the Ewoks are back. I love Ewoks. It's my no. least favorite thing. I, 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 you could not be more I'm wrong. I'm not going to talk about this in detail because it just makes you mad, but Return of the Jedi is not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's the same right, page. Right, this let's, is your studio, but you can leave let's now. Let's not get derailed. So, let's talk about the trailer. I will tell you, the, the one thing I liked about uh, the Force Awakens, I think, was amazing uh, because that was that was their give back to Star Wars fans for that horrible prequel trilogy. Sorry for those this, eight years. This, this was their way of saying... Okay, we understood. Here's what you want. You want Han. You want Chewie. Chewie, we're home. It's true. All of it. The Jedi. Then they introduce new characters. I think from this trailer you can now see this is where they move on now. They gave us their little tribute to the past, and this is where the focus shifts to yeah. the new Slamming characters. Andre. Yeah. You had to bring. You had to make a wrestling reference. Of course, you? I did. This is still the New Age Insiders <laughs> Network. I love that, and, but, and that's why the, that's the problem with Return of the Jedi. Is all we did was have Hogan slam Andre again. Too the, far, too far back. Let's stay. Up, let's stay on course. Were you even alive when stay Jedi came out? Of course. Uh, no, I didn't think so. Of course. <laughs> so what I like is it, it would appear, without giving too much weight for somebody here, that this is the launching pad of where we start telling the stories of of the new characters of. Of of Kylo Ren and Ray and and um, Poe and who's the other guy Finn Finn Thank you I can never remember Finn's name BB Eight <laughs> BB Eight makes a brief appearance in the trailer Cool I'm well they're gonna milk the crap out of that He's the little mascot But I even like how they uh, what they tease with somebody potentially going to the uh, dark side Yes What I like about the Star Wars trailer I, I, is I, he's not I, talking I, about and, Finn And I I get <laughs> what you guys are talking about I I personally. I'm not a guy who avoids trailers. I don't even avoid spoilers that night, that much. Believe it or not, if, if I know what's going to happen in a, in a TV show or a movie or even something, Star Wars, it does it does not ruin my enjoyment 
of, of said movie or said TV show. Ruins a strong word, but it dampers it for me. It, it doesn't for me. But I totally get your, believe it or not, I get your perspective of, of wanting that fresh. Of, yeah, of, we have the inside letting the story, hey. Letting the story unfold in front of you. For me, yep. I don't mind as much. Even if I know what's going to happen, I still like to see how they're going to get there. So that's just a, that's a personal preference. I, I guess my big question going into this film, which we'll find out soon, Ooh. is uh, how much of the uh, backstory of Snoke are we going to get in this? Like, Snoke is going to wind up being Palpatine's master, right? Like the guy that was like the guy the whole time, because you know you know that was supposed to be Jar Jar Binks, right? And I'm not pulling your leg. I'm not kidding around. I thought it was supposed to be Samuel Jackson, whatever his character's name. No, was. it was supposed to be Mace Binks. Windu, Qui Gon Jinn. So, so in, I won't derail you, but in 30 seconds, what the original plan for Lucas was was that Jar Jar Binks was going to be introduced as a bumbling, stumbling idiot character, just the way he introduced Yoda, bumbly, stumbly, looking through your backpack. He, there's no way this is like the Master Jedi, and then he wound up being the Master Jedi. Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be fooling you, setting you up as a red herring that he was flopping around, stepping in crap. If you rewatch the footage, he's doing Jedi mind tricks. He's constantly putting down the Jedi, mocking them. And what Lucas's plan was was to have Binks in the third movie be the mastermind behind all of it. And he panicked after the negative feedback in the first one, and they took it in a different direction, made him a serious character, shoved him to the back, and hardly used him. But the in the first, I like that in the first three, the big reveal was going to be that Jar Jar Binks was like the 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 mastermind of this whole procedure, and it was going to be a parallel to how he introduced. Him. How you just managed to take the epic release of the I'm awesome sorry. new Star Wars trailer and make it all about Jar Jar Binks uh, is beyond me. Uh, you go. <laughs> so again. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put you to the test then. Scale of one to ten, based on the trailer, how excited are you to see the Justice League movie? One being, uh, you'll wait for Netflix. Ten being, you'll be there opening night. Uh, I mean now, see the problem is you know you know I'm now I'm a dad. Right, that's, that's the problem. I mean, okay. all things being equal. Oh, so you like, could. oh, if I could, mm-hmm. yeah, opening night. Yeah. So you're putting Justice League at a ten. Out of ten, <laughs> you, you're God. <laughs> I do there, agree. You're with asking you. is there, me. Is there a no crack policy Come for this on. network? No. So is Star Wars also a ten? No. See, I'll go there for a sneak peek. I do agree with you, by the way. So that'd be an oh eleven. I do agree with you, by the way. If, of what they're wait, doing with Star if Wars. ten is opening night, then what's a sneak preview? Okay, ten is all right. Yeah, we're doing Thursday night. Ten, ten is you can go to the advanced press screening. Wow! Oh no! See, no, I'm not. I'm not ten for Justice League. I will see it on opening night. So what would it be? Like a seven? No. Is that a seven? I feel like that's a nine. That's a strong nine. Nine. I'll go eight. We'll just say eight. We'll say eight. You know why? I'm gonna get a lot of. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this anyway. But you know what? I'm gonna stand behind it. So when the movie comes out, just so I could say, see, it was a good movie. See, I'll put Justice League for me. I'll put Justice League at a seven. Okay. I'll go see it opening weekend ish. Yep. Somewhere in there, I'll go see Justice League, Star Wars, uh, ten plus Star Wars. I will. Um, call connections, call people I know to try to get into. You know, the, I don't always, want it spoiled. That's the big. That's why I want to go see it as soon as possible because it's not going to take long for spoilers. The I only problem for me though is I can't go to midnight screenings anymore because that's much too late for me. And oh my my, my stories are on earlier in the night. <laughs> what about ten forty five with us? That's still a little late. Oh, but you know, I can do a ten forty five. I remember Slade. Were you there with the group, or was it a little bit before your time when we went to see uh, the middle Batman movie, Dark Knight, at the midnight movie. showing? I love that. Oh, movie. I was miserable because it started like. 12, 1240 by the time it started. I got home at like 3.30 in the morning. I was so tired. Oh, I was so tired. And this was what, 10 years ago now? Dude, this is the Pops now. part. Of, this is the Pops part of For the Pops. Because I pops, mean, the problem pops is, like is it's, it's these two movies back to back. See, I'm so, I'm so in, in, like, DC is like my thing. Like, when, when I was doing, like, 
unhealthy amount of subscriptions, it was almost all of the DC titles. I was just absorbing as much as I possibly could. When DC did the new 52, I bought them all, mm-hmm. all of them, because I just, I love the universe. I love how they could just, so when something like this, this is the first time that they're all coming together. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. This is, this is it. Okay, so before we go to break, Jason, give me your scores. What, what do you put? What do you put Star Wars at? What do you put Justice League at? Um, I am, anticipation level. I'm more ex- okay. So I'm a bigger DC guy, but I'm more excited to see the Star Wars movie. Yeah, that I think that's a fair made. assumption. I'm so okay, this is Jason's turn. I'm oh like a, I'm, at, I'm at like a nine on Star Wars and like a seven on uh, DC. Yeah, I'm at about like I said, I'm seven for Justice League, ten plus for Star Wars. And Slade, you're just making up numbers. No, that's the same I, same I want, idea. I want to see Star Wars more. Infinity plus one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bo- give it a B. If they both came out at the same time, I'm seeing Star Wars over Justice League. If if I had one ticket, yep, same, same night, same I'm seeing Star Wars first, Justice League second. Same here. Okay, well, I think you, then therefore, I think you've come to the point that you agree with us. So what we're going to do is after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about some other stuff that's happening, as you know, we all come from a wrestling background. We're going to talk about our big pop POV. We're going to talk about what we watch this weekend, some of our thoughts of some of the current trends, storylines, and angles going on in wrestling and other places. So we'll be right back with a little bit more of For the Pops podcast. What's up, neighborhood? I'm the king of nerd style, Phil Cataldo. You know, the third member of Rant with Ant, the Mark Slayer, the one you guys forget about every week. And I'm the obese senpai, Ray Hess. The best, the real host, and together we are comically nerdy. Starting Monday, October 2nd, we are moving to the brand new NEI Pop Network, where every Monday we are bringing you all the news and topics you want to hear about in nerd culture. Anything from movies, TV, comics, video games, and an in depth look into anime with the Three Kings of Anime. Me, CJ, maybe once in a blue green moon, and definitely Greg, our third host of the Comically Nerdy Podcast. See, me and Ray, we don't always agree on things. Like, for example, I play PlayStation, the better system. I play Xbox and PC, obviously the superior system where the better players are at. Listen, it's okay. Not everybody wants to sit there and go, boop, 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 I built my computer, I built my hard drive. It has a flux capacitor in it. That's how I play Skyrim and make Macho Man Randy Savage a dragon. It's, 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 I think you only feel that way because you have a Mac. <laughs> Listen, I play the better system. Everybody has a PS4. It's, it's so much fun. Even Ant, I got Ant to get one. You guys going to the bad side. Come to, we have cookies. Xbox has cookies. Another example of that we don't agree is uh, I like Marvel. You're not a Marvel fan. Just stay well, on, me stay, and stay Harley on. Quinn are officially like married, so I have to support her. You know? Stay on the DC side. Stay over there. Stay where, stay where the bad stuff is at. But, Phil, in the future, we're going to be setting up lots of monthly hangouts from Twitch playing games with everybody, whether it's on PC, Xbox One, Garbage PS4, and the Switch. Starting October 2nd, make sure you start your week with your favorite geeks. Comic Nerdy, your weekly nerdgasm. Breathe it in. Breathe it all in. Oh, you're wicked excited about this, huh? Oh, I am. And welcome back for the Pops. I'm Scotty Slade, sitting here with Jimmy Jimikowski and none other than Jason Maltoff. And guys, I don't know if you've been watching recently, but the Shield is back. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're back together. Right. Yay. So is Agent Coulson alive now, and that's why the Shield is back? Yeah. I can't believe they got chickless. I thought he was done. Oh, I'm very confused man. by all that. I'm on the show with a couple Debbie Downers. 
I have strong opinions on this, so I'll let the hosts take the lead because I have well, strong J- opinions. But then before uh, Jason decides to go off, so in case you hadn't heard... Bring us up to speed. The, the Shield has reunited. It was a segment with The Miz. Um, he was in the ring uh, with the was four, three other guys. Yeah. It was uh, Cesaro, Sheamus... And Bo Dallas and, and Bo Curtis Dallas. Alex, uh, goes, Curtis yeah. Axel are hanging out all the time. And you know, Reigns interrupts, and you know, Miz pretty much goes. There's a which I don't understand why they they hinted towards that. But anyway, the you know, Miz says that you know, rumors has it that the Shield's getting back together. But 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 it's nothing but rumors. And then Reigns goes, "Who said anything about rumors?" And then from there, has there ever been a up. more disappointing second <laughs> second generation star than Mister Perfect's son Aww, sucking that bad? Man, <laughs> Mister Perfect was so good, like so. Perfect. He was so excellent. And his kid is just like, I inherited everything from my mom. All of it. Whatever genes I have must have come from that lady. But um, the shield ends up coming back, reunited, kicking some ass. Uh-huh. Even took out. Took Miz. Out the bi- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you didn't like it? Uh-huh. Um, okay. So uh, what I equate the shield to, right, is I equate the shield to the re- especially the reunion based on their what they were and based on what they can be they are you'll like this they're the bat signal right petty crime a little local robbery some woman gets her purse taken commissioner gordon's not going to go Homes there of justice right commissioner gordon's not going to go fire up the bat signal for the petty stuff you call on batman when stuff's getting real and you need the batman and i just don't think that the miz Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are a bat signal worthy group that we need to get back the most dominant thing we've ever booked so they can be taught a lesson. If this was like, and I know Strowman, what about Strowman? They got together when Strowman, they had the t-shirts on before Braun Strowman goes, I don't like this either. (laughs) That was before they had already reassembled. They did this because they thought that the Miz Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas were such a problem that only the three guys that we've booked stronger than any group in history need to get back together and do something about I'm this. I'm so glad that that uh, Bill has hit the record button on this, so this is going to be immortalized forever because I agree with Jason Whoa! 100% on Whoa! this. I love the idea. I, I love the idea of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back together. I just want to go on record if we go back into my text messages. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie has admitted that... Uh, Wrestling has evolved, and he might not necessarily be up to the times. I'm just, whoa! I'm just saying. Gotta, Why don't you call me when you've successfully run a promotion ah! for 18 years, ah! and then we can, then you can talk to me it's about a former about New England the wrestling champion. You're talking to, <laughs> like as you said, I didn't make all right decisions in chaotic wrestling. <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I, I agree with your point. Heavyweight that title at Cold Fury. I agree with your point that <laughs> the threat they introduced didn't necessitate the reforming of the shield so i so to purpose, I don't disagree purposely with to that. prepare today i i went on youtube and i watched like the top 10 i watched like the the top 10 um run-ins or the top 10 saves and the top 10 returns i watched a bunch of those today and like watch when they used to have austin run in it was when things had gone so completely to hell then all of a sudden here came austin kane Remember that time that Kane came in and cleared the deck with, yes. Paul, with Paul Bearer and the place went insane because Triple H's new DX had just become such a problem and Kane had been gone for weeks and he comes back and everybody loses it? So, Jamie, your issue is the setup. Uh, my issue is the setup. So set, So I can – look, if I, have to, if I have to default and be like, okay, like I'll concede, right? The setup may be lackluster. Paper thin. But them coming back together as a group, you don't think that's better? 
for all three of them? No, because you tease something that would have been worth their time. You have two. You have so many options. You have like so. Here's the long shot option. They're not going to actually do it, but let's be internet smarts and say it anyway. You do have Finn Balor, Gallows, and Anderson here. You have the Nash, Hall, and Hogan of the Bullet Club. Under your control. Oh, I need to interrupt uh, because you see, when you're on a, a podcast with Jason, everything comes back to Finn Balor. I love Finn. See, Balor. everything has to come back to Finn Balor. Well, no, I. But think, I don't disagree. I, I think, He's oh, but how do you Lord. know they're not? Get, no, but what I'm saying is, how do you know they're not going to get there? Um, because it's just a first impression. Again, we needed like we're, we're just talking about the Justice League, right? If we called on Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, there better be a real problem here. And that would be something like the Balor, we're not going to call him Bullet, we'll call him the Balor Club becoming a problem. We teased Triple H like making deals with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and a grouping of Triple H, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens. That sounds like a real problem. I think that's a better example than than the Bullet Club, the Bal- to be honest. Right. And you have an NXT, you have uh, currently, right now, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly running roughshod. They're this like defa- defunct or a uh, de facto Ring of Honor invasion. Let them go cause a bunch of trouble in NXT. Come up to the main roster, say it's our show now, and then you need the three, the team of all but teams you, to what, put what a stop to them. What if you flip the script? What if your goal is to run this program for six months for those guys to get it's, called up? Because, because it's here, not- I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote Jason with some of your challenge with some of the past WWE bookings, specifically a lot of times in the women's division. First wins. If you're going to have the Shield return and you're going to have the Shield come back together, you can only show it once. Yes. You make that impact once. And I don't think having them make their re-debut, which isn't a word, uh, make their return, having them reunite against Miz, who I actually, I'm a Miz fan. I think he's great. I think here's a guy who got buried when he first came in. He stuck around. I think he's one of the the most entertaining things on the show now, but it's Miz and a bunch of second and third stringers. Guys that you could like okay, guys, wait, 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 let's, 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 Slade, let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's Slade respond now. But if you don't know the look, if the outcome of this is they just get together just to take these guys out and then they do nothing with them. Sure. I'll, I'll retract my statement. But the problem is, is what you're suggesting is they, what if the end game is to build this, so that a heel trio can take them out, right? Let's before you, let's just say that's the end game. But the problem is, is if you bring them in to face a top tier heel trio and they don't go over, then them coming together is all for naught. It's yeah. much better to build up some steam and get their than rather have their legs cut out from underneath them. But the, first of all, I expect them to go over. They went over against everybody. They beat Evolution, so they were shown right away that they're going to go over. But the big plan is, and I understand what you're saying. There's this wonderful hypothetical alternate universe where you're like, what if this is going to be really cool in the end? And I can tell you because of the way, because I've watched this show weekly. Sort of like how Brock Lesnar comes in, runs rough shot, suddenly you're cheering for Roman Reigns well, at you're, WrestleMania. You're, you're, you're making my point for me. This is all an elaborate device to get you to cheer Roman Reigns because he's going to main event his fourth straight WrestleMania. I was at 31 where they were ready to take his head off. I was at 32 where they were ready to take his head off. I was at 33 with Jamie where they were ready to take his head off. And this plan is we are going to do Reigns versus Lesnar. Reigns is going to win and you will not boo him this time. And if I have to reform the flippin' shield to assure that, then that's what I'm going to do. There is no master plan. The master plan is please don't boo our main event for four straight years. Let me ask you guys this question. Where do you think the shield falls in the pantheon of factions top three that they've created they didn't create the four horsemen so they're top three of what they've created it's like it's something like dx and 
Uh, it's probably like DX the corporation and then them. Something like that. Slayton? You don't have to limit it by the ones they created. He he added his own little editorial. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Where do you put him? Uh, this is why, like, when we did the inside perspective, I needed a heads up. I don't like the on-the-fly thinking against Jason. But it's honest answer. This isn't a debate. This is a discussion. See, where this is the... This is the happier. This is the warm and fuzzy podcast right here on NAI Pop Network. <laughs> See, like, at least with me, when I think top three, I think DX, Nation of Domination, Heart Foundation. I don't think... They were ten times more successful than the what Nation about, of Domination. Now, are you excluding NWO? Because they were WCW? Yeah. And yeah. the Four Horsemen, because they're WCW. But, I mean, if you're going to start going with other companies, of course. I mean, NWO was... Right. I, I, was, I was thinking broader in the, in the, yeah. in the pantheon of... Of factions, so Four Horsemen, NWO, Shield, DX. Yeah, and the problem is, is you say that the nation, the the nation was not nearly as successful. I would trump that by saying that the nation is what helped make Rock, and Rock being what Roman should be, and so it's very close to the Finn Balor in popularity. <laughs> very, <laughs> but close. do you know? You know what I mean? Like I do. And no I nation, say, no Rock. Sure, and the Shields also has uh, created three world champions. Yeah, so. But you're not going to compare so, so those, Slade, those three combined. Don't equal. So the that's right. Finn Balor's not in the Shield. So, so Slade, <laughs> you're excited to see where they're going with the Shield. Yes, it's just to me like right now. Like you see, Roman's not working. Okay, and for whatever reason, Dean had that flash in the pan, and like they they just have not been able to utilize him like they did at one point. And to me, I thought Seth was the guy. Now, did an injury uh, derail that potentially? But so right now, you've got three commodities. Yeah, well, there's no reason not to put them back together. I th- I thought they were at their best when they were together. Agreed. And the problem is is where I think they started to go wrong towards the end was is they kept them so unified that it caused some some issues. But now you've got now they've created individualism. Now they're back together. They're still technically like here and there using their own music. Um even if they come out as a trio and use that one, you you now have much more options. It's a, a universal puzzle piece rather than being locked into this is a trio like the Wyatts. Right. And, and I, Jason, overall, are you excited that they've reunited? Take out for a moment how they've reunited. You know, you and I agree on perhaps they could have had a bigger threat to it's face. Like having Superman show up in a cab. Okay, we get it. We okay, we understand. But are you excited that the Shield is back together? Do you think it's better for the WWE product and better for the WWE? Um, storylines? Short answer is yes, because right now, to the average fan, Roman Reigns is borderline um, indigestible. Like People just can't seem to get over it. They don't like it. Um, It's ruining some people's enjoyment of the show altogether. You can hear that the guy is not getting the reactions they want. So, if Roman Reigns is going to be the focal point of this show, this Raw, this television show called Raw, which he is, then yeah, this is much easier to process for a lot of people because, you know, I still think that he, if you even saw on Monday, um, Seth Rollins said something, he got cheered. Dean Ambrose said something, he got cheered. Roman Reigns said something, and he got booed, even standing there with the other two of them. But. Again, if he's going to be the star of this show, this is probably the best package you can give to the masses for approval. So, sure, it's definitely I, – I can see why it's better for a lot of people. And, again, something tells me you'll probably be talking a lot more about this on the New Age Insiders podcast about the Shield reuniting, what's happening on Ron, what's happening in WWE coming out of Hell in the Cell. We plan on it. I do want to throw one more thing out there that I happen to see. I did not get to watch all of Hell in the Cell, but I did get to see Shane McMahon jumping off a cage. And I have again. But, I have but one question. <laughs> I thought that was my nose doing a whistle at first. <laughs> I have but one question. As as a mid forty something year old, somewhat out of shape millionaire, why 
Why are you jumping off a cage? For the what pops. are you doing? For the pops. For, for, the, the, for pops. the pops. Sometimes My- when you're getting up there in age, you got to do something for the pops. For the pops. Um, Why? Um, because okay. Uh, I think it's there's all sorts of slices you cut this pie into. Part of it is that Shane McMahon is crazy, and this is his entire appeal. He's a pretty good in ring, get you through a match guy, but he's there to jump off something. That's why you book Shane McMahon. Um, I think it's also, and I know that you uh, kind of took me to task on how much I indulged into this line of thinking on a recent episode, but I also think they're trying to tell you in a big, 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 big way that they're high on Kevin Owens. I mean, he's only. All he's done since coming here is work with the big people. Pinning John Cena, having uh, Triple H on TV pick him to be the champion. Headbutting Vince McMahon, pinning Shane McMahon. All he does is win big things against big people. Um, and you do that. And the third reason, I guess, is the biggest slice of the pie is because SmackDown's thin. And you literally need Shane McMahon to jump off of things because take away AJ Styles. And we don't have a ton of star power on this show because John Cena's on Raw now and Jinder Mahal's your champion. So, yeah, to feel good about a SmackDown pay-per-view, you might need Shane to jump off of something. It's uh, long-winded to just say he can. I mean, this is what he's done. Is This is, this is what Shane McMahon is. This isn't like... Shane has not done anything like this, and suddenly, like now, he's pulling out all these big stops. Like, yeah, but hold like, on, At, wait, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I've owned companies, I've owned wrestling companies, I've owned non-wrestling companies. At some point in your life, as a as a husband and as a father, he doesn't need the money, right? Shane doesn't need whatever talent payday he's getting as part of this. Obviously, he's back in the WWE fold. I'm sure there are inheritances and legacies and all that that he's going to be taking advantage of. At some point in your life, you have to say to yourself, you know what? I shouldn't be doing this anymore. He's probably There's, not there yet, though. Physically, he, he looks better than he's ever looked. He's still a 40-something, mid-40s. He's a 40-something-year-old guy. Can I throw a theory at you? With a bunch of kids, right? You can't throw this, kids in there. I mean... Why? Why well, can't I? He's Foley a father. Was, Foley was getting slapped around with steel chairs in front of his kid. A little different. How, how, was 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 Mick Foley literally a, a hundred millionaire like Shane is? Hundred millionaire? No, no, no he wasn't. No, no. It's probably barely. No, at the time when he did that, he was really just kind of breaking up to the to, to the main roster. He was probably barely a regular millionaire. Yeah, in '98 when he was getting his head exactly. crashed in by the Rock. So he was doing what he had to do. I, I could argue that Foley was doing it. Because he was doing what he had to do to provide for his family. And certainly to main events. Shane McMahon, I believe, is doing it in spite of the fact of providing for his family. He doesn't need to do that. It's crazy. Let me throw a theory at you. Yeah. Um, So Shane McMahon comes back, and one of the big rumors around town that I think it's not super hard to believe is that Shane McMahon came back and was just like, all right, I'm back. And there was a lot of resentment from Triple H being like, well, you've been gone for a long time, man, and a lot of people did a lot of work when you weren't here. So what if Shane McMahon's here to jump off stuff and be selfless because he wants to say, like, you know, maybe I'm trying to make up for those eight years I was gone and, like, you know. He doesn't have to. I know he's he doesn't. He's the boss's son. I know he doesn't have to. Maybe it he wants to. It doesn't matter how, how uh, again. Maybe he wants to. I, but he I, didn't have to when he was doing it before. I mean, the difference is he's got kids. That's the difference. But the money-wise, the money was always there. Yeah, he didn't have to jump off the thing at the SummerSlam set against Steve Blackman in the middle of the show either, and he did Sure, it. but he was a 20-something at that point in time. That's true. He was younger. I, I'm sorry. In my opinion. How old, I mean, but how old was Vince McMahon when he's doing these cage matches and bleeding like a stuffed pig? Who at that point had adult-age kids. Correct? No, but what I'm saying is is you, you we're, we're looking at it from two angles. We're looking at it from he's got all this money, why do it? And then the other angle is he's got kids, why do it? Because I think it's a combination of both. 
given given Shane's position. I mean, Triple H has kids, and he's he's lined himself up to a point where he's going to be you know next in line with the company, and he was still putting himself through some ridiculous matches too. You watch Shark Tank, right? I do watch Shark Tank. Um, so Mark Cuban is worth a couple billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like he's on like he's got a bank account that's like I can buy the island, live on the island, you can't come to the island, kind of money, right? So why is Mark Cuban still an entrepreneur? Why does he still care about investing in small businesses and big businesses and getting out there? Why does he still work probably you know ten to twelve hours a day when he's got island money? Ego, the 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 love of it. Maybe Shane McMahon is just still loves jumping off stuff, and it's not about it's about showing you I can I still can I don't have to, but I still can, and I want to show you I can. Well, God bless him, you know, Shane. Good luck. I can guarantee you that there's at least one out of shape forty something millionaire who won't be jumping off any cages <laughs> he could, anytime soon. He, he could also be an adrenaline junkie. I mean, uh, the the it's it's very. T- I mean, you could probably ask Brian about this. I mean, like once you. Once you feel that uh, that that pizzazz or a rush, you know, yeah, yeah, from from wrestling to to walk away, and if that's how he gets his highs, I'm just saying it's it's you know a, what? it's addictive. I want to continue this conversation on another day when we have more time, and maybe with okay. no offense to Jason, but I think you know, like you said, maybe a, a Brian or or Matt with one of our other hosts, we can talk. Some of the knows what they're talking a about. little bit more. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. Somebody who's going to agree with me is what I'm looking for. <laughs> so before we wrap it up, gentlemen, one thing I've kind of told some of the people I've been talking about uh, f- about our For the Pops podcast is I want to make sure that our listeners and the people who are, are listening and tuning in and, and following us that you know they leave with something a little bit extra. You know, We're talking about a lot of guy stuff. We talked about superhero movies and comic books and wrestling and I'm sure we'll talk sports and all that stuff. But I want people to leave our, leave our show with a little bit of extra knowledge. Something that's going to help them with their kids, with their wives, with their girlfriends, with the people at the office who don't care. Or aren't as interested. In. So we're going to finish with our weekly <clears throat> For the Pops Pop Quiz. Ooh. I am terrible at quizzes. Okay. So here we go. I have pulled some of the biggest headlines from pop culture this week, and we're going to quiz you guys. I like by, it. I, I take a guess by episode three or four. Mm-hmm. Jamie's going to go, why is he my co-host if he never scores well on these? Well, I, what but I'm if you made it to episode four, you got dinner on Malonis. And what I'm hoping is that maybe I'll inspire you. <laughs> To, to, to get a little bit more up to speed. I'm trying to help you and your marriage and you with your daughter down the road because I know the path you're on, my friend. Oh, boy. I've been there. I've walked that road. So let's start off with question number one. What soap company is coming under fire for a recent ad where an African-American woman peels off her clothes and skin to reveal herself as a red-headed white woman? Oh, this just happened this week. It went viral uh, earlier this week, we're literally—it's a red-headed of- white woman. <laughs> yes, this is an Irish Springs, and I don't know what is. Uh, All right, uh, that is Scotty Slade's uh, guess. Is Irish Spring? I'll say that she was ebony, so they turned her into ivory. No, it's actually Dove. Oh. Dove. So, now the ironic part is—that's the only soap I know too. <laughs> this isn't the first time Dove has done this sort of thing. Uh, a few years back, they did a different one where they had a background where it was. Uh, showing a progression of dirty to clean, where they put the African American woman on the dirty side, and then the 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 Caucasian woman. So this is not the first time. It's like forties probably. So a lot of people are starting to say that you know once is an error, twice is racism. So that was question number one. The answer is Dove. Question number two. We're off to a great start, Scotty. Who revealed the baby bump of her third child for the first time this week? In an appearance in honor of World Mental Health Day. Oh my God! 
Is it multiple choice, or is it just to take a stab in the dark here? Now, Beyonce. A third baby? <laughs> third baby bump. Wait, third I'll baby give you a hint. bump. The appearance was in London, England. Mm. Was it the... Do they have two babies yet? Do the, the royal people have the babies yet? Do they have two? Well, they only have the one, right? And a little baby named George? I'll say it's the royal family. Or it's the it's going to be one of two royal families. Yeah, just because they're in England, why are they going to be England? Well, it's going to be Ish. one of two royal families. <laughs> it's either the 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 like the House of Windsor, so the real royal family, or the American royal family, and it'll be a Kardashian. Oh God, I hope it's not a Kardashian. You know what? We're going to give the point to Joseph, J- to uh, Jason. It was Kate Middleton, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge. God, yeah, is that yeah. the? That's that, more that, politics. Is that George? That's the. That's like the, the 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 couple, right? Yes, the, the couple. They already have a second kid. Yes, they, they have two. They have a son and a daughter, oh. and now she's pregnant with the third. Wow. Um, and she does not make a lot of uh, public appearances because she has a condition that causes extreme nausea wow. when she's pregnant. So she is usually limited to uh, home care and bed rest whenever she's pregnant. So it's Kate Middleton. All right. When Prince George cries, song you play? Just can't wait to be king. Let's try question number three. I'm going to be the Mark Sherman of these quizzes. I'm never going to win. <laughs> All right. You'll get over in a big way down the road. Although incredibly popular online from his late night TV show, James Corden's Carpool Karaoke was not a hit with what band who guested on there with him earlier this month? He had a band on with him for Carpool Karaoke <laughs> earlier this month, and they came out and said it was just not a fun experience. They didn't enjoy a minute of it. Um, they should have had to do karaoke to their own songs, which is kind of the entire point. You know, as much as I love them and they are a personal favorite band of mine, Metallica can be a bunch of grumps. I'll say Metallica. Really? Okay. Meta- oh, yeah. They could be a, just, they're not, okay, now, they're Jay- not as awesome as you think. Just ask Sean Parker from Napster. No, yeah. no, no, no. I know no. that. I know that. I'm just saying. Now, Jason I'm, has guessed Metallica. Now, now Scotty, think, like, I'm not trying culture. to, <sighs> Scotty, I'm not trying to. Fool you with oh, this so, question. Holy I'm not crap! To so, you. all right, hold on. Let me put my thinking cap on. Oh, Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Foo Fighters? It is the Foo Fighters. All the right. Foo Fighters came out. Note to self: wait for the giant hint. <laughs> Foo Fighters came out earlier this week, saying that it was basically a miserable experience and they wouldn't have done it. Um, and clearly. If you know Adele, Madonna, Lady Gaga, and J Lo all say it's a great thing, clearly the Foo Fighters are the ones. That's disappointing because Dave Grohl's usually so awesome. Question number four. Easy one for you guys. I like this game. I like this. This week at New York Comic Con, fans were surprised that what series will be released on Blu ray in its entirety? Holy Toledo. I did not follow any of the New York Comic Con news that came out. We have a giant, massive hint, or even like a subtle hint. I'm I'm going to be colossally. What about I'm, multiple choice? I'm going to be colossally. Okay. Dis- um, what a genre! This week at New York <laughs> Comic Con, fans were surprised at Comic Con. Oh, everything's surprised at that what animated series will be released on Blu-ray oh. for the first time oh, in its entirety? Oh, whoa, 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 Simpsons? No. I said no. hopefully. No. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. In its entirety? In its entirety. On Blu-ray. For the first time ever. I'll say the uh, X-Men cartoon. We'll try this one more time. <clears throat> this week at New York Comic Con. <gasps> Batman the Animated Series? Batman the Animated Yay! Series. Yay! Kevin Conroy is Batman. The X-Men uh, animated series. Was <laughs> that was better. actually an easy replacement question I gave you because I had a different one planned. <laughs> but watched? some asshat <laughs> when in the pre-show. Taylor Swift. Started what? talking. Taylor Swift. <laughs> 
right. Taylor Swift, the answer, number five. The best Batman movie is Mask of the Phantasm, which is the Batman anime series. Last one for this week. Last question wow. in the For the Pops yeah, pop quiz. Right now, Jason is up. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a tie because I forgot Scotty got Foo Fighters. So we are we are all tied up <laughs> yeah, right you now. You earned that one, bud. Well, hold on. I <laughs> gave, Scotty was given Foo hold Fighters. Hold on. I don't know what you're talking about. At the same time, I gave Jason, oh, the royal chick <laughs> as, as a correct answer. I accept. Okay. McDonald's customers. McDonald's customers are irate that the super chain ran out of what limited edition sauce over the weekend? Szechuan, Szechuan sauce. That is correct. From Rick and Morty. I was going to say that sweet is, and sour. That is double points. That's right. Scotty Slade nailed that one. Did you just come back and win? On, on yes, <laughs> I did. He got triple points. Now it's triple points. Oh, and you get to play the most fun game when the price is right. This sucks. Well, congratulations, Scotty Slade. You have won the inaugural the inaugural uh, contest of For the Pops Pop Quiz. So what we're going to do is we're going to track all the scores of you and our guest hosts. Oh, nice. And, you know, it'll, it'll be this fun little oh, thing that we'll was, do. That was intense. Each and every I night. Know. Thank God he ended it with a question like that, though. But Slade Perfect. nailed it all because on Saturday and Sunday... Um, the fast food chain made limited amounts of its special 1998 Szechuan sauce available to fans of Rick and Morty, and apparently they ran out and they there were riots. There yeah, were people there was all only angry. Like Thirty to thirty-five packets per McDonald's. So what it is is in during the Rick and Morty show, he goes back in time. He does all this stuff, and all he talks about is all he really wanted was a Szechuan uh, sauce for his chicken nuggets. And so suddenly, <laughs> is this like a teriyaki sauce? It, it's Szechuan sauce. Gotcha. Okay. And what had happened was, is McDonald's had seen this cult following, and they decided to try to cash in. Didn't even reference Rick and Morty. They tried to like subtly hint the the company didn't even talk to them about this. Released it for one single day. It blew up. And so then I don't know if you covered this part, but they came out with a statement that they're actually going to reintroduce this sauce. In much larger quantities at all McDonald's. Is Rick and Morty get a cut of this? I feel like they're owed. Okay. No, so they talked to the creator. Um, oh, like a penny per McNugget or something. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, but no, they talked to the creator of uh, Rick and Morty. He's not looking for anything. Legally, they, cool. there's been no connection uh, made, so they can't really sue for it. That's so. awesome. That's genuinely awesome. I love stuff like that. And, and the fact that Scotty Slade knew all of that. You want to talk about... A big comeback in the match. Yeah, true. You know, you you just got you just got you know curb stomped. I walked in with in a the lot middle of, of the ring, Jason. I walked in with a lot of confidence, and I ironically got Goldberg tonight. So which is really, a tough. So feeling. the victory, the victory for the first episode of the first contest of our for the pops pop quiz goes right to Scotty Slade. Woo-hoo! So I I think that pretty much wraps us up for this episode of our for the pops pop quiz for Scotty Slade and our guest host. Our third chair this week. You were going to say wheel. Third you wheel. were going to say wheel. I was going to say wheel. Because <laughs> you know what? This would have been a great date if Scotty's friend Jason hadn't come along. But again, <laughs> live under the table. I'm Jamie Jamikowski. I'm Scotty Slade. And I am Jason Malt. And once again, thank you for listening to For the Pops podcast on the NAI Pop Network. <laughs>